Welcome to the Heads Up Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Joe Worsley, the former English back row player who attained 78 caps for England and is also a former British and Irish Lion from 2009. In this episode, we discuss his career and his experiences with concussion during his playing days. Delighted to be joined by Joe Worsley. I have very mixed memories of him uh, from, uh, from, uh, from, from, from your Wasps in England days. Delighted to have you on board for a chat, Joe. No, no worries at all. Thanks for inviting me to have this talk. Joe, just to, just to get started, would you mind just sort of give me an overview of, of, of your career, you know, where you played, the level you got to, and eventually, you know, why you retired from the game? Okay, so started at nine years old. Family left East London. Went to start in London, started playing rugby. I was always a fan of Wasps Rugby Club. At 16 years old, I started playing with their youth system. Uh, 18, started with the first team as it went professional. Signed a contract and stayed with that club until I was 33. So, uh, club very close to my heart. Also, obviously, I'm lucky to have a career. Stayed an injury free. Not enough concussions to cause me too many problems. But uh, I ended up representing England 78 times and going away with the British uh, British Lions and getting capped with them as well. So uh, that was my career in a nutshell. Yeah, fantastic. Um, huge, huge achievements, uh, you know, from, from from a career point of view. And like from, from your own perspective, you know, can you maybe talk about some of the pros and cons about about being involved with uh, with professional rugby, um, you know what, what what were the you know what were the really good aspects and what were the what were the things that probably had a little bit of room for improvement? I think because of the, the timing of my career, it just going professional when I started, I came across a lot of very interesting rugby men um, who had careers and some of them still had careers uh, around the rugby. Now that gave more of a depth of life to to the group. I think as rugby has gone more professional and people have only ever experienced from a young age training professionally moving out of it, it's changed the dynamic of your average rugby player and his character a little bit, mm. a little bit more in a bubble, um, which is a shame. And I think people should find a way to try and keep the perspective the rugby players had before mm. on, on things and thoughts about the wide open world. Because I think it helps with your rugby career as well. It helps you develop, mm. helps you uh, compartmentalise when you're in it and when you're out of it and the importance of things. In terms of uh, rugby now and professionalism, that's one aspect of it which is uh, a bit on the downside. Obviously, the demands it has in your life, you never decide when you go away. You miss mm. weddings, birthday parties. You, you're not in charge of that side of things. Now, um, uh, as a player, when you're young, you don't really care. Mm. You just want to play. Um, but as you get older, it does uh, has become a slight issue how this thing decides everything in your life, yeah. uh, especially when family holidays don't coincide with School holidays, mm. then it begins to become a bit more of a, a bit more of an issue. But again, the things you can manage and, and get around. Because fundamentally, at the end of the day, we're very lucky to play yeah. professionally. Very lucky to get paid for playing a sport we love. And uh, at the end of the day, you can't get away from that. Yeah, for sure. How, how's how's your body now? I mean, you're you're, you're retired. A good few years. I mean, how you know? Are you are you still relatively healthy, relatively fit? Any old long term effects of of a career in rugby like you had? No, fortunately not. I've got a few issues. I mean, I can't run on tarmac because I do love running. I always mm. did. So I have to run on grass. Otherwise, my knee flares up a little bit and my, my foot gets sore due okay. to some uh, old injuries. Yeah. Uh, but still, I try and do CrossFit once a week. I try and run interval sessions when I can. Okay. I just enjoy fitness. I Good. try and do it once or twice a week at least. From from your own point of view, um, like 
Were, were you were you diagnosed with with concussions or suspected concussions? You know, throughout your playing career, if you're going to try and if you did, I mean, how would you describe it to to somebody from from the outside? Well, there's only one definitive time I definitely had concussion. It was playing for England against Wales. First kickoff, Jason Robinson uh, caught the long kick back and counterattacked. So I was going to the ruck and there was a freak accident where one of their players did a cartwheel and roundhoused me in the head. Mm. Uh, Chris Horseman it was. And um, yes, I was knocked out card. No recollection of that. No recollection of the next 10 minutes. Taken off. Played on. Taken off. But then after that, I had a good month or five weeks in which I had symptoms. Okay. Of concussion, which is the really the only time I'm sure that I had it. There's okay. one other time before I think I had it. What, but in what, terms of in terms of concussions, that's the only out and out time. Okay. What 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 kind of symptoms did did you experience with that one? Because um as you said you were you were out cold and you were out for a number of weeks. I mean how did how did that manifest in you? Like um you know what how how did you feel when when you experienced uh, it? Uh, nothing too severe like some players present. My symptoms major around fatigue and not being able to train okay. not feeling uh Able to train. That was the biggest one. Okay. Like from from your own point of view, you know, did you ever did you ever suspect that you may have had you may have picked up a knock during a game and just kind of shook it off and continued on? Was was, it, was that yeah. ever an issue? Yeah, certainly when I was younger. Yeah, back in around two thousand, I think I had one or maybe two incidents where I received a knock and afterwards after the game I felt not myself. Okay. Now, were I to have the same situation, I would definitely follow the protocols which are now in place mm. from your own perspective you know you you say you, you you took a you took a bang to the head but did you ever see anybody you know not yourself specifically but any of your your teammates you know experience a concussion where it wasn't a direct blow to the head that it was somewhere else in the body that they may have taken an impact um i certainly players who've not understood how they got the concussion and even when the physio went back to look at the video Right. It's difficult to see how how the concussion happened. Mm. I, I, I couldn't categorically say like I've seen that, that incident. No, mm. the vast majority have been a definitive uh, hit to their head okay. or see a rapid deceleration in the head. Okay, okay. So like um, again, just 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 following on from that, um, you, you were you were still down for four or five weeks. Did you have experience of was there any kind of brain imaging or CT scans carried out on you when you when you had that concussion? Yes, yeah. Yeah, there were, yeah. Um, now it's half of the course. Now yeah. it's done for everybody. I'm not sure if it was then. Um, it would have been 2005 or six. I was still scanned, brain scanned, and no big problems came up. Okay. It was purely down to symptoms that they made all the judgments on. Okay. Um, like, in terms of, say, during your recovery, um, any kind of, you know, did you ever find you were a bit irritable or... I know you're kind of a sparky player anyway, but like, were you ever irritable after the concussion that you experienced? Any kind of emotional disruptions or anything like that manifesting you? No, no, no. My mind were more being lethargic. Okay. That was the okay. the main symptoms for me. In terms of, you know, where we are now, you obviously, you you, you overlapped, you know, um, you know when, when the game was turning fully professional mm-hmm. into, in, in, into, you know, with, with your time at Wasps. Um, like, what's your opinion? Are we are we kind of really sensitive about it now? Or are we gone over the top in terms of concussion management? Are we kind of hitting it somewhere in the middle? Are we, or is there more discussion? Because you know there there seems to be kind of a an issue where maybe concussion isn't seen as a a real injury. Like if, you know, if you if you pull a muscle, you pull a muscle. If you 
get a black eye, you get a black eye. But if you get a concussion, you can't necessarily see it. So there's maybe two parts to that question. I think that, certainly for my generation of players, it's an issue which is not uh, seen as anything less than any other severe injuries now. People who retire through concussions, okay. and we've all of us know people who've done it now, mm. um, it, it, it's not an issue anymore. Everyone, my generation, understands the severity of it and the mm. importance of it. And, and my personal opinion is um, what we're doing at the moment is probably... It, no one knows for sure. The brain's still so misunderstood that no one knows for sure. But I'd say what we're doing at the moment is the minimum, if that's right. Mm. And we need to carry on doing as much as we, as much as is possible, as many resources as we can. We we need to throw at this. Okay. We need to understand it better. Okay. Um, so, like, from the, when you did say have that one diagnosed concussion that that you that you experienced, I mean, and mm. you, even in general, I mean, what was the you know, say from other players that you'd have played with when in Wasps in England and with the Lions even, what was the on-field management like in terms of identification and removal? You know, was, was there... When I, when I did mine, it was based on short-term memory, uh, sorry, long-term memory, I think. So it was remembering line-out calls, remembering uh, discussions from during the week. Um, it was, the, the questions I was asked on the pitch were due to that. I think were the same, were the same situation to happen now, in the current environment, I would have been taken straight off. Mm. Obviously, for, I would have been definitely straight off. I'm not allowed anywhere near the pitch again. Okay. Like in in terms of you know your experience then with um, with wasps and um, England predominantly, um, you know was was there was it was it aligned across the organisation? You know, so was the coaching staff, the medical staff, and the S and C staff were they all kind of aligned in terms of their approach to concussion management? Not to the extent they are now. Okay. There wasn't the education across the board. And certain people maybe held old opinions of, of concussion, but certainly in the medical departments, I think there was quite a good grasp of something's going on here and they have to move it forward. I don't think, obviously, there was the same understanding they have now that back then, which is 10, 15 years ago. There's not the same understanding, so there's not the same, wasn't the same urgency. I wouldn't say someone had an ACL or someone got knocked out the, uh, really badly. I think most people will be spending their time with a guy with the ACL for a yeah. while. Okay. And from, like, again, you're, you're out of the game now a while and obviously you're, you're doing huge work with the likes of Wooden Spoon and whatnot. Like, but what's your, what's your opinion in terms of any long-term effects? You know, do you think there's any kind of long-term health effects or well-being effects you know, to, to people who, who may have had multiple concussions? Well, uh, obviously do think about that because my game was repeated high impacts so i'm probably a prime candidate for somebody who would potentially fall into that category but again uh, i've read about it I've read articles coming out in nfl trying to find out what's happening here and again it's too difficult no one really knows yeah. uh, the criteria for who will have enough of a problem to cause their life to be changed in the future so again I can't really control it. I don't know enough about it at the yeah. moment. So if there's any way I could help it yeah. by, by eating differently or, or doing stuff in a certain way or if there's anything I could do now to, to if potentially in the future I had an issue, I would do it. But mm. currently there isn't. Okay. Um, so it's not a thing I can control, so I try not to yeah, I get you. worry about it. I get you. Yeah. But like from, like even from, from your own experience, I mean, you, you probably saw, you know, people who, who had like multiple concussions, I'm not speaking specifically about yourself, but do you, do, you, do you think if you, you know, if, if you, if you were, if you did get a concussion and if you, you may be prone to more, do you think, do you think that's the case? Do you think, do you think some people are just susceptible? Uh, yeah. So there's certainly be something in the human makeup, which 
causes more people to have okay. uh, knee injuries, back injuries, and obviously concussions. Okay. There are guys, there are guys who should have retired uh, when I was younger, mm. who now they would have retired, which okay. tried to carry on. Um, obviously, the understanding's got better, but still, we've got a long way to go. But at least these people get repeated concussions are now no longer trying to, 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 to carry on yeah what, what's what, what's your what's your thoughts on on protective equipment like um like scrum caps and and uh, gum shields and whatnot do you think they um, mitigate i think it's, i mean there's evidence and gum shields i think more both help i believe to a certain extent but gum shields especially mm-hmm. a well-made well-constructed modern gum shield will mm-hmm. um really help lower the risk of getting a certain concussions okay from from just um again your own perspective and again i, I realize you know when there's been lots of law changes since the time you retired but is, is there anything you know if you're talking to world rugby tomorrow morning with a blank sheet of paper and you're kind of going okay i think this can reduce injury risk or i think this can mitigate against the effects mm. of concussion risk is there anything that you could maybe just suggest is there anything that kind of goes through your head i think lowering the ta- that making Refereeing the laws properly and with the tackle height is a big one. I certainly would have been probably red carded <laughs> in one or two games because mm. I got a tackle wrong. Mm. Didn't mean to do it. Mm. Just stuck my arm at the wrong moment, got someone too high. Mm. Um, now that's it's good that they've tried to deal with that. Okay. But in terms of what to change, I think the only thing you can do is play less. I think it's the big one. Um, and that's obviously the big argument and the big discussion everyone's having is. That, that applies not just to concussion, but to uh, a wide range of other long-term problems rugby players can have. Yeah, yeah. From a from an injury risk in general point of view, it, it, it certainly is a factor. Like you, Joe, you were at um, you're with Wasps, obviously. You know, being professional from the get-go, really. You know, an amazing club. Um, like, do you think that like club owners, you know, could do anything? to 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 mitigate long-term effects of injury, or do you even think that? They have a responsibility in that space. I think you've got to construct a club with an environment where they want to help people develop mm. and they look after the people who are there. If someone's been at your club, or someone's part of your club, you should have you should care for them and mm. when they're there and obviously if something happens, care for them in the future. Mm. So I certainly think part of any organisation, any 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 sport or any business should be one of the number one aims should be to look after their people, their mm. employees. Mm-hmm. And, uh, part of that would be worrying about the current side effects of, of potential side effects you want to call them that playing rugby which can be injuries that affect in the long term obviously the concussion one is a huge huge mm. issue so I'm sure um, any club worth its salt is really going to have a medical department that should be all over that mm. Joe listen um, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up there really really appreciate you know your your, your insights um, you you know you're you're a very abrasive player I have uh, as I said you at the start mixed memories of, of, of you on the pitch but <laughs> re- really 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 appreciate your g- giving your time today man Th- thanks very much no worries no problem